0: This is Cruise Radio.
1: I cruise a lot, and I always sail with travel insurance. You should, too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com.
0: Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio.
1: Adam and his family just returned from a seven-night cruise on Norwegian Breakaway. It was a Western Caribbean cruise, and he joins us on the line to talk all about it. How you doing, Adam.
0: Doing well, Doug. Thanks for having me.
1: Good to have you back again. Last time you were on, was it Mariner of the Seas?
0: That's correct, back in December.
1: Very cool. So we're going to jump right in. You're from the New Jersey area. What made you want to take this cruise on Norwegian Breakaway?
0: It was going to be our first family vacation. Prior to this vacation, I had always done cruising with my wife or my mother, one other person. It was always just two people going on a cruise. This time we wanted to bring the family. This is my first cruise for my three year old daughter my seven-year-old nephew my brother-in-law and my father-in-law so it was a full full pack very nice you make your way
1: down to florida any pre-cruise time
0: yeah just just the day before we got there hung out in miami ate at a restaurant stayed overnight at a hotel and made our way over to the port the next morning you make your way to port miami and i assume this was the new terminal for embarkation I believe so, but I don't re- never went on the old terminal for embarkation that I can remember. So it was a it was a nice terminal. OK, so how um, how was it embarkation process for y'all? It was a mixed bag. We got there around 1030 in the morning. It was very easy to check in. We got in immediately to into check into uh, the check our medical documents. And since my daughter is three years old, she needed to go through uh, another covid test. We went and immediately got the test. We're able to bypass any other line that was coming in, waited the 15 minutes, got the results, and we're immediately got in, got, we're able to check in, get our card, get our boarding number very fast. That whole process, including the testing only took about 30 minutes. The problem was after that. After that, it took probably over an hour of waiting in the terminal for Norwegian to start letting people on the ship. We did hear announcements. Uh, from norwegian saying they were waiting for clearance to let people on waiting for the go ahead i assume there was some kind of inspection or safety check Mm -hmm. but all told it was probably like 100 minutes before we from curb to ship to get on okay one thing i would like to add just mm -hmm. for people to know we did check a bottle of wine and it was just interesting because regarding corkage fees they asked when i checked the bottle if I had the liquor package, they looked me up. I did. And they said, because I had the liquor package, there was no corkage fee. Interesting. Okay. I did go on a previous Norwegian ship where I didn't actually have the liquor package and they didn't charge me the corkage fee either. If it is company policy, at least people know if you have the liquor package that you can bring a bottle of wine and you won't be charged a corkage fee.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, that's good information. You make your way on and break away.
0: What were your first impressions? It feels like home to me. The Breakaway, I've been on two Breakaway Plus class ships, and the Breakaway obviously is the original of the Breakaway class ship. I love the setup of the Breakaway ships. You don't walk into a beautiful atrium or anything, but it just is very easy to flow, in my opinion, with how the ship operates and feels with Deck 8, with the waterfront on Deck 8, everything on de- Deck 6, 7, and 8 on the inside. I just love those type of ships.
1: You make your way to your stateroom. What kind of accommodations did you have for this seven-night cruise?
0: To my surprise, thanks to my travel agent, I had a mini suite. Nice. I just asked for a balcony. But the mini suite was very similar to a balcony, except it had a little bit more space in the room, very tiny bit more space in the room, and a lot more space in the bathroom. That's where the mini suite comes into play. Full rectangular shower, uh, six nozzles, a his and her sink going to be tough to get used to a normal ship bathroom again after after that.
1: Right. Yeah, I bet. Does it come with any uh, like special amenities outside of the square footage? I didn't notice any
0: special amenities with that. Gotcha.
1: And you said you were traveling with your three-year-old daughter. Was there enough
0: space for the three-year-old and you and the wife? Absolutely. We had the bed, which was put the two beds put together for one king-size bed for me and my wife. And they, there was a couch that was made out into a bed. Similar situation for my father-in-law, my brother-in-law and his uh, seven-year-old child, my nephew, same setup, two beds put together and then the couch that folded out into a bed for the child.
1: Very cool. So let's talk about the dining on this seven night cruise and we'll start in the buffet area. I can never remember what Norwegian calls that, but we're going to start there. How was the buffet experience?
0: I believe it's called the garden cafe and it was very good. Overall, it's buffet food. I find it to be pretty good on average. Although I got to say the one thing with this buffet is the Indian food for whatever reason was very, very good. The Indian food, they had an Indian food section, phenomenal Indian food on this buffet.
1: And as far as, was it serve
0: yourself or crew served? Uh, serve yourself now.
1: Okay. Very good. I guess that's a little different than when you were on Mariner, right? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting used to
0: getting back to normal. It's a very wonderful feeling.
1: Now, Norwegian doesn't really have main dining rooms per se. They have different ones around the ship, which basically are main dining rooms. But how was your experience in those dining rooms? And did you do any other specialty restaurants throughout your voyage?
0: Yeah. So Norwegian and their main dining rooms have Taste, Savor, and the Manhattan Room. They're all the same menu. Taste and savor across from each other, and Manhattan Room's on a different level. Manhattan Room sometimes has music, and it's a little bit more formal, and the dress code is supposedly a little bit more strict. Taste and Saber is more laid back. We were pretty much always went to taste just because we wanted to have the same wait staff and the same people getting to know us. So that's where we went to. We found the food. A lot of times with the main dining room foods is hit or miss, more hits than not, nothing terrible, but... Some things were really good and some things were just okay. Again, main dining room, good food. Let's go into the other complimentary. We also ate at O'Sheehan's, which is their 24-hour restaurant. As free late night food goes, I find O'Sheehan's to be the best of any of the major cruise lines because you actually have a full menu. The menu doesn't change except for a special every every day that change, rotates the special. But the food is very good, good wings good fish and chips, like pub food, and I just think it's better quality than just to say a late night pizza. They also had on there, which we did not partake, but people should know because it was packed, is a noodle bar. Always was packed, but with the the three-year-old, we did not get to partake in that. Specialty dining, we had the specialty dining package as part of our Free at Sea program. We got the drink package and specialty dining. Specialty dining came with two restaurants. Uh, what we did not know and what people should be aware of when you book is it only applies to the first two people in the room, not the third. So we went to the specialty restaurants expecting to be free of charge and we had to pay for the children. Now they do have children's rates, but one thing that did catch us off guard was if it's a la carte, there's a children's rate. If it's not a la carte, they're going to charge you the full amount for that restaurant. Oh,
1: wow.
0: So we did Le Bistro, which is the French restaurant. Quality wise, as always with Norwegian, phenomenal quality. And the service was great there, took care of us. Then we did Teppanyaki Hibachi. That was not a la carte. So they, when we went to check in for our reservations, which we had made, they said it was going to be $60 per child, which is a lot of money. And we just, I, Again, when you things go wrong on a cruise ship, one recommendation always is made. Talk to the manager, talk to the staff, see what they can do. So I explained the situation. The manager said, this happens a lot. There's no there's no information on the website. I said that something should probably change. Is there anything you can do? I know it's not your fault. And he graciously waived the charges for the children because the children weren't going to eat much of it anyways. Yeah. But just so people know. Make sure you understand what your Free at Sea gives you for how many people. And if things do go wrong, talk to these staff. They will try to make you happy.
1: Yeah, that's a little strange, like $60 for a three-year-old for teppanyaki.
0: They do not have a children's rate for the fixed price dinners, yeah. which I think it's only teppanyaki in one other restaurant. So everything else is a la carte. Mm-hmm. And they do have a children's rate for the a la carte restaurants.
1: Where else did you eat um, aside from the teppanyaki?
0: As Le Bistro, the French restaurant. Oh, so oh, so it was just those two then? That's just the two. Okay, That's gotcha. all we did. Again, quality wise, the specialty dining of the major cruise lines, I think Norwegian, I would put Norwegian does it the best with the quality of the food. I've never had a bad meal at any of their, or even a mediocre meal at any of their specialty restaurants. Yeah.
1: Oh, so they only give you two then
0: um, for your seven night. Yeah, I think they've changed their policy. I think it's now if you're doing a balcony, you get two. And if you do an interior, you only get one. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: For some reason, I thought it was three. But yeah, I guess they did change that recently. Um, Very good. Let's talk about the entertainment on this seven night cruise. And before we get to that, were there any ramblings around the ship about the capacity? How many people were on board?
0: I actually asked. So when I was talking to the staff, they said there was. 3,650 people at ballpark on the ship. Uh, Double occupancy is 4,000, but they say they can fit a maximum of five. So the ship was pretty full, but they told me the week before they had over 4,600 on the ship. Wow, okay. And how was the entertainment? Entertainment was very good. Norwegian, again, does a very good job of entertainment. Sadly, with a three-year-old, only uh, my wife was able to attend one of the theater shows, which she loved, but... With a three-year-old, we were stuck, uh, you know, tag teaming and uh, chasing the three-year-old around. So we did not get to experience the rest of the um, major entertainment there was. I did get to experience Howl at the Moon, which has the breakaway class ships, a lot of them have the Howl at the Moon, which is a two dueling pianos and a third person. So there's three people, two people always on, one person rotating in and out and You get two great singers at a time. It's a little, it can be get a little more raunchy as the night goes on, but it is very entertaining. They're very talented and again be funny. And I love that aspect. And you can just walk in and get a seat, no reservations needed. Mm -hmm. There's also, I believe, there's even an escape room on this ship. We didn't get to do that. They do have a lot of options. Uh, You will not go bored on a breakaway class ship. Did your daughter or nephew go to the kids club at all? My nephew did. We went to register on day one. They were not allowing any children under five yet into the kids club. So my nephew did get to experience the kids club. He was seven years old and he enjoyed himself for the two times he checked in. One thing to keep in mind for reservations for the kids club, you have to do it in the morning, the day of to reserve your time. I believe it is it opens and those time slots were booking fast. I'm not sure how their capacity is normally on on once the COVID restrictions go away, if there's going to be so much of a waiting period and full capacity in the kids club. But just keep in mind if you're booking and the restrictions are still out there to make your reservations whenever the time slots open up so you can get the time you want and not have to go on a waiting list. How are the sea
1: days as far as crowds and congestion
0: Norwegian with their Haven suites being taking up so much deck space, it is always crowded on a Norwegian ship on the pool decks uh, during sea days. There are going to be chair hogs. Know the rules of the cruise ship when you're getting on it. There was always seats available on the sun deck, but if you wanted shade, you need to be one of those people that got up really early early in the morning and reserved your seat.
1: Yeah, I was surprised when I was taping my news briefs on Norwegian getaway in March. Probably around 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock, and there were people already out there with their um, chairs, You know, their, their towels snapped onto their chairs already.
0: I really wish the cruise lines would go to a policy of 30 minutes mm-hmm. unoccupied and move the stuff. There was a cruise I went on years ago, way pre-COVID, where the cruise line did that and was enforcing it, and it worked out very well. Yeah, But until they do that, follow whatever rules the cruise line's enforcing – Yep. Because from what I heard, the cruise the cruise uh, per- personnel were saying when people were complaining, there were no chairs available. There are chairs upstairs on the sun deck. Jeez, wow! So, does this ship have the H two O in the back?
1: It does. Gotcha. Do you spend any time out there?
0: No, we were spending a lot of time at the kids' uh, splash park area. Gotcha. Um, okay, obviously.
1: Let's talk about the ports of call on this seven night cruise. Uh, what port did you hit first, and what
0: was the highlight? Well, we hit four ports. I can't tell most of it because with the three-year-old, we did not do too many excursions. We only got off at one port, but we hit Roatan, Honduras, Harvest Key, uh, which is their private island in Belize, Costa Maya, Mexico, and Cozumel, Mexico. I will honestly say the only port I got off was Harvest Key. The private island is probably my favorite private island of any cruise private island by far at this point. And I've been to Coco Key. The reason being is the size of it and what it provides and the cost. And I will explain this. Coco Key is a wonderful island on Royal Caribbean, and I love it. But it's, it is pretty large. You really do need, if you don't want to walk a long, long way to go from the pool to the beach to the food vendors, you're going to be walking a good amount unless you're taking the tram everywhere. Harvest Key is a very narrow, narrow island. You can walk from one side of the island where you go to the excursions to the other side to the island where you pass the pool and get to the beach in less than five minutes. It's just so convenient. Also, even though this private island in Harvest Key does not allow your food and beverage packages to apply to it. So you are paying like it's a regular excursion island for your food and drinks out of pocket. I will say this, we got a cabana, which was phenomenal for $400, where Coco Key, you're spending $1,200 to $2,000 for a cabana easy. And so for the six of us, well, they only allow you four in the cabana, but they allowed the kids to go in with us, thankfully. Just so you know, it is four people per cabana, but they did allow us to bring the other two kids in. It was phenomenal to have a home base, and it only cost $400.
1: Yeah. It was on the latest Royal Caribbean's earnings call. Michael Bailey, the president of Royal, said that he booked a – or not him, but a guest booked a $4,000 over the water cabana on Perfect Day last week, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize there were that much. I guess it all depends on pricing and, or uh, how many people are on the island and stuff. But yeah, $4,000 versus $400 might not be over the water, but still a big difference.
0: Oh, and you get the service right up to your cabana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the servers come there, they serve you, and it has a large pool, never felt over capacity. And they have it for the children out there. They have a wonderful splash pad, which both kids loved. So it was great. And that was the furthest thing we had to walk to. And it was maybe just over a five minute walk down the long part of the island to get to the splash pad. I loved Harvest Key.
1: The difference also with Harvest and Perfect Day, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the drink package for Norwegian does not
0: work on Harvest, but it does work on Perfect Day? That is correct. drink package works on Perfect Day. Food is complimentary on perfect day harvest key food is not complimentary and the drink package does not work. Gotcha. But particularly with the cabana, like I spent $400 on the cabana. I think our total food and drink charges was another $125 for four people. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't even a, a question and the size of the Island, how much you had to walk and everything's just so close. Right. That's what I love about it. It's worth it to me. Even if I had to pay for my food and drinks that everything's within a two minute walk. I can walk from uh, my chair or my cabana in this case to the pool. I want to go to the beach. It's three minutes. I'm right to the beach.
1: Yeah. Very cool. And you said that for Costa Maya and
0: Cozumel, did you and the wife both stay on the ship? My wife got off, walked around uh, just to the little port area, just to get off. See, see the knickknacks again. they are nice ports. We've been to Cozumel uh, before. I love Cozumel. But uh, this, this time with the three-year-old, it just is people with three-year-olds know Uh it's very, very difficult uh, to go on a hot day for how many hours to go do an excursion. It's just, we decided to stay on the ship and enjoy the fact that you had all the amenities, the splash park, the pool without the crowds and the children loved it.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Very good.
0: So you make your way back to Port Miami. How was the debark process? bark was very, very smooth. They had the facial recognition. They actually had the customs and facial recognition on the ship. I'm not sure if this is normal procedure, but that's how it was being done. So they would scan your face and they'd tell you to go. And if they scanned you and they wanted to do a check for whatever reason by customs, they'd just tell the person to pull to the side and go to the customs agent who was on the ship. Wow.
1: Nice. Very, very fast and efficient.
0: Did you fly out the same day? We did, but we flew out at night. So we had the whole day to do something. So we ended up getting a day stay hotel uh, just to have a place to relax. And we flew out at night and didn't actually arrive into New Jersey until about 12 a.m. Gotcha.
1: Who do you use for um, the day stay? Like dayuse.com or is it like you call the hotel directly?
0: We used our travel agent found the day stay for us. Cool. And it was in Fort Lauderdale where our flight was going out of. It was it was just a nice hotel. It wasn't anything special.
1: Yeah. I love those day, those day stay hotels though. Like it beats the hell out of sitting out of the airport for eight hours or six hours. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And try to do that with a three and a seven. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine there. Uh, very cool. Well, any first time tips to offer anyone sailing Norwegian breakaway or heading over to the Western Caribbean?
0: With Norwegian, I always have two major recommendations. First, first day of this cruise, make reservations. Make reservations, make reservations, make reservations for your restaurants that you want to go to because you want to get the times you want and make reservations for the shows you want to go to Mm -hmm. because some of them will book out. And for any other activities, if there's a go-kart track or whatever, make your reservations day one, right when you get on the ship. As long as you do that, you'll be able to do everything you want to do and see everything you want to see. Second because Norwegian does use so much deck space for the Haven with the ship within the ship, it does leave less deck space for pool space and people to spread out for everyone else. As there's only two pools on the breakaway compared to a lot of Norwegian ships have three. Yeah. So what I would recommend doing is either one of two things. If you are able to do this, if you're just a couple or you are able to go to adult areas, is either book for a little extra charge, like 200 bucks or 300 bucks per person. Book the Vibe Beach Club. Then you do not have to worry about chair hogs or uh, getting up in the morning to get your own chair. You just walk up there when you're ready. There's always going to be chairs available. You're going to have a very comfortable experience. Or also book, if you like it, the thermal suite, which has floor-to-ceiling glass windows overlooking the water. It has its own therapeutic pool, so you can get into the water. It's quiet. Again, you don't need to worry about chair hogs or rushing to the pool to make sure you have a chair. So that would be my two recommendations, make reservations. And if you want that extra non-hassle of having to rush and worry about the crowdedness and the deck chairs, either book the vibe beach club or the thermal suite before you cruise.
1: It also sounds like a good idea might be to check out one of those cabanas too. For that rate, you you can't even get a cabana on Carnival for that much.
0: Well, if you want to, if you're going to Harvest Key, absolutely. get. If you want to get a cabana, it was, I'm not sure if the rates are going to stay the same. Maybe it was just after COVID. I do not know what they were before because Mm -hmm. this is the first time I've ever been to Harvest Key. But if you want a cabana, uh, you can't beat the price. No, for sure. What was the biggest highlight of this cruise for y'all? Harvest Key, hands down. Yeah. Just a great private island. It was great pool, good service, great splash pad able to navigate, love Harvest Keep.
1: Very cool. And in closing here, your final thoughts of Norwegian Breakaway?
0: I love the Breakaway and the Breakaway Plus Class ships. One thing that I wanted to mention regarding this class of ship is with the casino. The new Breakaway Plus Class ships, which I love, they actually sealed off the smoking section. So they do not have any smoke in them whatsoever. I think it started with the Bliss, Prior to the bliss and the breakaway class ships, you have level six, seven, and eight. which level seven is the casino mm-hmm. and there's smoking sections one side to the other. So when people are really smoking, there's a lot of people in the casinos and smoking. It will emanate into one of the main atrium areas. You will smell it somewhat, but it wasn't too bad on this cruise particularly. But just keep that in mind. If you're going on a breakaway class ship and smoke really bothers you, just watch out on C-Day's or at night in the atrium area you might smell some smoke because it is level seven out of level six seven eight and there is smoking going on
1: good to know we've been talking with adam about his seven night cruise on norwegian breakaway out of port miami adam good to talk to you again my friend and thank you so much for sharing this review with us thank you very much Doug, for having me a big question we get at cruise radio is how do i know if i need trip insurance
0: All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.